Boy, am I excited about this hour of the show because my guest really needs no introduction. I'm sure you have heard him many, many times. He is one of the most successful talk radio hosts in the world, and he is at the helm of Coast to Coast AM, which is heard by millions of people around the globe every single night. He is the master of the night, Mr. George Norrie. Welcome, sir, to Speaking of Strange. Josh, it's great to be on your show. We're finally turning the tables for a change, aren't we? I know. It feels a little weird, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, well, that's one of the great things about you, however. You uh, you do a lot of guest appearances in addition to your hosting, and it's always a great conversation. And you know, George, I have been hosting this program, which is, uh, of course, Clear Channel slash iHeart, for 13 years broadcast out of Asheville. So I've talked a lot about you, and then, of course, people have heard me on coast many times, but you have never been to Asheville before. Is that right? This is going to be a first for me. Uh, I've been dodging Asheville. I've been all over the place, but I haven't been there. I am so looking forward to this August 27th event. I can't tell you. Uh, I'm told it's a nice, quaint theater. Of course, I've never been there, Josh. I, I don't know if you've been to the theater, the uh, Diana Wortham Theater, but it's nice and quaint. The uh, tickets are selling like hotcakes. But I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm coming in Friday night before the event just to chill for a little bit, and then uh, and then we're going to hit the deck running uh, on Saturday, the 27th of August. Now, I have no doubt you will be warmly welcomed by a loving fan base because I cannot tell you the buzz in Asheville, how, how powerful it is, how many people are just, you know, chomping at the bit to finally get to see you in person. Tell everybody about what you have planned for this event in Asheville on August the 27th. This is a live stage show event, so it's a little like Coast to Coast because we have special guests. I'm going to mention who they all are in just a moment. But more importantly, it's an event that's live before basically a studio audience. We've got a live audience. I'm on stage with the guests. Tom Danheiser, my producer of Coast to Coast, is our executive producer of our live stage show events, and he's put together just a wonderful presentation. In addition to everything that I'm going to mention in a second here, Josh, We've got a band there, and we're going to play music, and I'm going to sing, and it's going to be an entertainment program, and then afterwards we're going to do a meet and greet. But the three special guests, we've got Micah Hanks, who's a ufologist, who also runs the band, so he's going to do double duty for me. Bill Forstian, who is uh, an author of a book called One Second After about EMPs, and as you know, it is part of my platform to protect our grid, our power grid, and get it insulated against the electromagnetic pulse attack from a rogue nation or a big X-flare from the sun. And Bill Forstian will be there to talk about that. And then I've got world-renowned paranormal investigator Joshua P. Warren coming on. <laughs> you, and I'm going to have fun doing that, too. Well, you know, and of course, we are telling everybody that we have made some special arrangements for some special surprises, one of them being that uh, under armed guard, we will have there on display some pieces of actual debris collected from near the Roswell crash site. And uh, if all goes well, the audience will not only have a chance to see this, but actually touch it 
have a photograph made with it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's so intriguing about this debris is that when I first uh, obtained it, I put it in an electrostatic field, and one little sliver of it just stood up and started spinning around. It was incredible. It gave us all cold chills. So um, now, as you said, George, tickets are selling very quickly. Um, and uh, since Diana Wortham, it's a great venue, but it's not the biggest around. Um, how can people get more information about buying their ticket right now? What you can do in the easiest way is to go to coast2coastam.com, my website, coast2coastam.com. You will see right in the middle of the homepage what is called the highlight reel. You will click the picture that says Asheville event. Uh, just click that, and then you're inside the Diana Wortham website. There's a section that says buy tickets. You'll click that, and then it opens up to a whole page of events that are going to be at that theater. Look for mine, the one on August 27th. It says Tom Danheiser produced event, George Nori show, August 27th. You click that. Then you can pick out your own seats. Uh, there's still a few good ones left on the bottom level, and then, of course, the balcony level will be opened up later. And uh, you buy your seats that way, and then come on out. We're going to have a meet-and-greet after the event, Josh. And I don't leave until everybody in line has had that opportunity to meet me, get a picture, you know, a little hug, and off we go. And I'm really looking forward to this. I'm going to spend two solid days in Asheville, and then I'll be leaving that following Sunday back to St. Louis. But uh, looking forward to it. And you're right, it's a small theater. It is half the size of what I'm used to, so those seats are going to fill up awfully fast. Uh, we've had a couple months to talk about the event, but it's, uh, it's coming up now. It's a month away, and uh, we're going we're gonna to hit the deck running once we get to Asheville. Yeah, and it's just such a beautiful time of year to be in Asheville. There's a, a, a very bustling nightlife, street performers, musicians everywhere. It'll be a lot of fun. And now let me ask you this, George. After all these years talking to so many intelligent people from diverse backgrounds about all of the strangest things imaginable, if someone comes up to you, we'll say a fan at this event or say somebody stops you on the street and they say, Mr. Nori." What can I do to most likely prove paranormal phenomena is real, uh, to experience it for myself? What advice would you give to that fan? You know, Josh, I would tell people to just have faith, to be, be able to believe things. It's very difficult to get hard evidence. You know, you're talking about the Roswell parts that are going to be at the event under armed guard. Um, that's solid evidence. That's something there. And assuming it came from this crashed um, craft of some sort back in 1947, you've got something tangible. But all the other things that we've done, things that you've worked on, things that I've worked on, you have to take a lot of it at, you know, faith-based in order to do that. Because, you know, ghosts come and go. Some of them show up on video. Some of them don't. There are some EVPs. But that's also very difficult to prove. We happen to be in a field of the supernatural and the paranormal where a lot of your belief system has to come from this faith that something indeed is out there, whether it's life after death or UFO visits or Bigfoot out there in the wild, chupacabras. You have to believe that. Now, maybe one day we'll get that hard evidence that we're looking for, 
and we'll get these answers that we all seek. But right now, I would just recommend to people, go into this with an open mind. It's healthy to be a skeptic, but don't close the door on everything. And one day, we'll get the answers to some of these many questions that we have. Now, when you sit there for hours and discuss this phantasmagoria of often controversial and creepy stuff, and then the show ends and you go home and you go into your bedroom to go to sleep, do you ever get a little bit creeped out at night when you're all alone after talking about some of these things? Josh, I think whatever I do in my bedroom is my business. (laughs) (laughs) Some things actually are kind of spooky. When I have a show that people have called in on with these incredible stories, you do look twice when you're in your car in the in the rearview mirror to see if there are eyes behind you. Uh, I have, after talking to you, uh, looked in a mirror at home in the dark just to be able to feel or sense if there's something else there in the mirror. So it it affects you a little bit. I take about an hour to two hours to wind down once I get home. So in St. Louis, for example, I get off the air at 4 o'clock in the morning. By the time I get home and get to sleep, it's about 5.30. And then, of course, I'm up early, 10 o'clock in the morning to get going, and I do a lot of prep at home and then into the studios. Or in St. Louis, we call it the cave. Uh, in Los Angeles, it's a different kind of a lifestyle because I, because of the time difference. I get off the air at 2 in the morning, but by the time I get home and wind down, it's close to 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but that's the life I have chosen, Josh. That's what I'm doing. And uh, you know, But it does. It takes a little while to wind down because you're so pumped up from many of the things that you've done on the program that night. Well, you know, I've been surprised and delighted over the years at how much freedom that you have given me and your other guests to come on and really discuss whatever topic is, uh, is maybe it's controversial, maybe it's something that's going to probe a little deeper than some of the powers that be might want. Uh, have you ever felt that maybe some strange figures, men in black or some kind of agents have been sort of slinking around your life and uh, keeping tabs on you? I know they listen. Uh, whether they're watching me, following me, I'm not sure yet. I've never been approached uh, to kill a story, uh, nor do I think I've been approached or followed. But you just never know. You you really never know. But I do know, uh, because of some people who have called me before, that they do assign people to listen to the show on a regular basis so they can pick up information from our guests, including you, for example where they say, oh, Josh is in Puerto Rico. What is he doing there? What's going on over there? Uh, they track that, and uh, it's part of a surveillance, but, uh, but they're doing it. You've said on a number of, ca- of occasions that uh, you believe there are no coincidences. Why do you believe that? I've never believed in coincidences. I believe that fate does things for us. Yes, there's luck, and yes, there's chance. But to me, coincidence is not there. If, if I'm thinking of somebody and they call me, I think I've connected with them. I think I've made that happen. And if events occur, I think I've made them happen or I've picked up on it. But I just don't believe in coincidence. I really don't. 
Okay, we're going to take our break, and when we come back, I would like to dig into George Norrie's brand new novel, and I wonder how much of his real life has seeped in to this book that is already a big buzz in the literary world. I'm talking right now with, of course, the host of Coast to Coast AM, Mr. George Norrie. Again, you can find out more about the event at coasttocoastam.com. He is the host of Coast to Coast AM, George Norrie, who is coming to Asheville, North Carolina, on Saturday, August the 27th, for a big event at the Diana Wortham Theater. Of course, uh, I'll be there, Micah Hanks, Bill Forstian. We have a lot of surprises in store. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information and to buy your tickets now, because I guarantee you this is going to sell out very soon. We're only about a month away. And, uh, George, you're doing a lot of media appearances soon because, well, not only are you promoting your live events, but you have a new novel coming out. What have you created for us? Oh, Josh, first novel. Uh, most of my other works have been nonfiction. But this is about a late-night talk show host who is unraveling a huge conspiracy. Go figure, right? And his name <laughs> is Greg Noel. <laughs> and it's an amazing book. I won't give the ending away, obviously, but uh, it uh, goes on sale um, with Amazon.com. It is uh, available for folks to pre-order anytime, but it's going to be there, and I'm looking forward to it. I've also gotten some calls from Hollywood already about the possibility of turning this story into a regular TV series, so we'll find out what happens there. Ooh, a TV series. That's even better than a movie because that can go on forever. And I should say uh, the name of the book is Night Talk, two different words. Night Talk. And so is it safe to assume that um, a good deal of the content is based upon some real experiences you've had? Yes, absolutely. Of course, you know, we've um, fictionalized some things, uh, but there's some reality built into the story and... Um, it, it starts off fast, and it ends even faster. So how many books have you published to date now, George? Oh, gosh. I think when you include this book, Josh, let's, there's, um, let's, let's go through them together. There's Worker in the Light, Journey to the Light, Late Night Snacks, um, Talking to the Dead, that's Someone is Hiding Something, that's about the missing uh, Malaysian flight MH370. So this will be number six, and the next year my biography is coming out about my life story, so that'll be number seven. Dang. Well, I heard you tell somebody recently that you only sleep about four hours a night, and I can see why, because it's, it's just incredible the volume of things you're able to produce uh, and, you know, considering that you are both delving into nonfiction and fiction and you're able to imagine the possibilities, after all these years of talking to experts, of thinking about these things, of having your own personal experiences, if somebody came to you and said, I'm going to give you an unlimited budget to research just one of these topics what topic would you pick? What do you think is most likely to yield something profound if that kind of effort and intensity were put into it? What an amazing question. There's so much out there that I want answers for, whether it's life after death, out-of-body projections, ghosts, Bigfoot, 
the search for extraterrestrial life. They are all out there. I wish I could take whatever they offered and split it up into little segments and try to get all those stories. But I think the one that I really would go after is the question we all ask ourselves, why are we here? Who are we? How did it happen? Whether you believe in God or not, the big question is, even with the belief of God, how did God start? How did it just start? What happened? And that is a question I would love to get answered and would spend unlimited resources to try to get that answer. Um, you know, there are people, of course, who listen to Coast to Coast AM so that they can get a lot of different perspectives on the purpose of this experience that we call life. Um, have you had to sort of narrow it down? What do you think ultimately the meaning of life is? Oh, if I had that answer, Josh, um, that's a great question, and it's a perplexing question. I think we are here physically here to better our lives for other individuals and also position ourselves for the other side, which I think is more prevalent and much larger than this physical existence. I think this is a training ground for our spirit world, and they want to know, and that's why there's a reincarnation, because we keep coming back to perfect but they want the physical body to create the atmosphere and the love of life and individuals to move on to that next plane, that other existence, which was here first and is going to be here until the end of time. And, uh, you know, the physical life we have is just a mere minute moment in the scheme of things, but the hereafter lasts for eternity. And I think we're here to perfect this in order to make that side of our existence a little even, a little more palatable and better. Hey, well said. I, I couldn't agree more. It's it's a big learning experience. It's sort of like a big classroom here, and maybe we're each supposed to learn slightly different things. Um, you know, I asked you earlier about whether or not you ever get kind of creeped out when you talk about some of these topics, and you know, afterward when you're by yourself, perhaps. But uh, even though I know that doesn't usually happen. Most people who listen to Coast, they know that you're not a fan of clowns, and, clowns. And, you don't, <laughs> and you don't really like dolls too much either. Where does all that come from? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. You know, some people say, oh, you must have watched the Stephen King movie, It, which is a TV show, which is going to be turned into a movie, by the way. I, I haven't liked clowns for years and years and years. There was one clown that I liked when I was a kid. His name was Emmett Kelly, and they had an Emmett Kelly doll, and he was a real clown. He was a real person. And I liked him, but after that, I didn't like clowns. I didn't like the way they blew up these balloons, and they looked at you, and they smiled behind this facade of whoever they might have been. I just, I just don't like them, and uh, I, I just don't want anything to do with it. As far as dolls are concerned... You know, when you look at movies like Chucky and things like that, and then, of course, stories from you about Robert the Haunted Doll, they're kind of weird, too, and I just haven't been into those either. 
And people try to send you dolls and other odd things from time to time. And what's your policy on accepting these kinds of unusual gifts? I give them away quickly. <laughs> quickly. Um, a friend of mine, somebody you and I know dearly, you, gave me a replica of Robert the Haunted Doll, and I got rid of that fast. Uh, I gave it to a woman who absolutely loves the doll. She just had a birthday a couple weeks ago. I went on the air and I gave her birthday wishes and said, quite frankly, Marianne, I'm surprised you're having a birthday after having Robert the Haunted Doll living with you for a couple of years. She swears by it. She has worked out some kind of uh, affinity with Robert and vice versa. But I just, I don't like clowns and I don't like these different kind of dolls. <laughs> well, I can understand, especially as you mentioned, uh, after seeing some of the things I have uh, witnessed regarding Robert and obviously having a mystery museum, I get people sending me some pretty bizarre things from time to time as well. And sometimes I just say, thanks, but no thanks. I don't think even I am ready for this uh, particular gift. But, uh, George, uh, obviously uh, you are a busy man, uh, but before we hit our next break here, um, tell everybody one more time what you'd like them to keep in mind regarding both the event in Asheville and your new upcoming novel, Night Talk. Sure will. Night Talk, two different words, available on Amazon.com. You can order it at any time you want. It's a novel. It's a great read, so enjoy yourself there. And then August 27th, we've got this great event in Asheville, North Carolina, including you, Joshua, as one of our major guests. I'll be singing with a band. Tickets are available by going to our website, coasttocoastam.com. Click the picture of the Asheville event and go in and look for the uh, tickets. Just remember the date, August 27th. And those people who live in the greater Asheville area, just go to the Diana Wortham Theater and go there and pick up your tickets, too. All right. George Norrie, you, sir, are truly the master of the night. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I cannot wait to see you in about a month. And uh, we'll talk again soon, my friend. Thank you, Josh. Love you. <laughs> 